I think Rashad Bateman, everything about the guy is smooth. He's going to be a player for this team as a rookie. The other big thing that the Braves have done this offseason is address the offensive line. Yeah. We predicted what the starting offensive line would be, and everything that I saw today indicated that, yes, I think that's going to be the case. I like what I've seen so far from Adafi Owe. The Ravens are going to be counting on him in a big way this year, and I have been impressed with what I've seen up to this point. Welcome into the lounge. We're kind of in the lounge. We're right next to the lounge in the studio. We're about as close to the lounge as we've been in a long time. We're out of the basement. That's what counts, <laughs> all right? I'm out of the basement, I can say. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, just wrapped up watching uh, Ravens OTAs practice, Wednesday's practice, their first OTAs. Uh, and we're going to give you our takeaways. We haven't even given you takeaways from rookie minicamp, so there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah. Get our hot takes. Hot takes sizzling. Yeah, well, we, we did. We've had some guests on the podcast, and then, you know, we had Kemi Cusick kind of give the film breakdown of the rookies. Right. So this is a chance uh, to give you what we think of what we've seen so far. Um, it's not a lot. It's early impressions. But I think if you're walking around town and you talk to family, talk to friends, everyone says, how do they, how do they look? How's, how's Bateman how's, look? How's, exactly. how's, how's Owe look? And, and so that's what we want to try to give you a little perspective on uh, today. So uh, before we get rolling here, I also want to let people know you guys can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Uh, let us know what questions you have for future episodes. Um, but with all that said, uh, You've seen a few practices so far. What do you think? You know, uh, my big takeaways so far are that... My big takeaway is that you need a new pair of shoes. These shoes are falling... There's a hole in the front of that toe. There's a a hole. one. There's a hole. It's a little one. In the middle. See, this is why I shouldn't come out of my basement. (laughs) Now I'm getting critiqued for my shoes. This is my first time putting on a a shirt with buttons in a year. Yeah, but right. a belt. This is this is literally probably the third time I've worn a belt in a year. I'm not joking. Did you have to move the notch down a couple more? A couple up. <laughs> um, down, up. What is it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm fatter. <laughs> that's, that's the joke there. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yes, I do need new shoes. <laughs> You're right about that. Um, my big takeaways, you know. Obviously, a lot of eyes are on the wide receivers, right? Because the, they draft two guys, including a first-round pick. You signed Sammy Watkins. I haven't seen him. He didn't participate in uh, with his today. But from what I've seen of the two rookies, I, I really like them. I think Rashad Bateman, you know, smooth. Everything about the guy is smooth. And I just really feel like he's going to be a player for this team as a rookie. I'm not saying he's going to put up 800 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that he's going to make plays when it matters. He's he's going to top 500. Didn't I give a prediction on his set? Something like yeah, we'd that. have to pull that back up. Yeah. Um, it, so I, I was really impressed with him in rookie minicamp. It's, it's a shame he kind of had some muscle soreness uh, here at OTAs and we didn't get to see more of him. But that only opened the door for Tylen Wallace, who I thought had a really nice practice. Yeah, with Bateman, just as a quick note on him, I, I totally agree with you. I think he looks really smooth. He just looks like a polished route runner uh he can stop on a dime I, I like what i've seen from him the fact that he didn't practice like of course you would prefer that he is practicing but no one seemed worried about it it's i mean it's not a big deal it's yeah. not a big deal obviously the time when you see him when you see a rookie first round pick leave the field early everyone starts to go uh-oh uh-oh what's going Perryman. on yeah exactly <laughs> but like he I, I just want to make this point he left and went inside for a little bit but he came back outside and watched practice which is if, if there's anything really concerning, they would have said, get off your feet. Well, John said there's and, no And John said that there's nothing concerning. There's no injury. Yeah. yeah so it's just, they're just taking it super cautious uh, in May with their first-round pick. So can't blame them. 
Yes, definitely. Uh, on to Tylen Wallace. You know, I think the interesting there thing with him is, and in college he really almost exclusively played on the outside, and particularly on one side, just on the right side of the formation. And so a big question for him, and something he even talked about was, yeah, you know, with the Ravens, they move their wide receivers around a lot. You mm-hmm. play at all the different spots, and that's a big adjustment for me, something I'm going to have to really get used to and, and learn, right? And I'm sure that he still has a lot more learning to do, right? <laughs> Just because we're beyond rookie minicamp and into OTAs, like, you don't have the scheme down by any stretch. Um, but from what I've seen from him athletically, I think that he can make that transition and actually be really good and thrive inside. Because he's so sudden in and out of his mm-hmm. breaks. Like, you just see him go into a route and break it off and come change direction and go back out. And it's like, oh, man, he's wide open all, all of a sudden. Like, you know, a guy was on him, and he changed his direction, and suddenly Tylen Wallace is wide open. Yeah. And, and presenting a good throwing window, catches the ball really well. I, I, I think he's an, an intriguing slot option. We've talked a lot about Devin Duvernay being yeah. that player for the Ravens and James Prochet maybe being that guy. I'm going to toss Tylen Wallace's name into the mix there. I think it's a fair point. I do think that his movement is fluid and smooth and sudden and maybe the most sudden of the guys in that group. I, I like what I saw from Duvernay last year, but, um, you know, it, that is an interesting thing. And I go back to what DaCosta pointed out when we had him on the podcast after the draft, and he talked about how the Ravens have done this a number of times where they've doubled up with players at a position in the draft. And – Several times, the second guy, oftentimes when they do it, they take a guy, the second, with that, that's the second player at that same position, because he's so good, you can't pass him up. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, that guy has become better than the guy they drafted earlier. Whoa, whoa. Now, I'm not saying... No, whoa, sitting I, here putting Bateman no, no, no. behind him all of a sudden. No, I'm not, I'm not putting Bateman behind him. I, I think Bateman... You're thinking, of, you're thinking of our guy, Ed Dixon and Dennis Pitta. Or Ben Grubbs and Marshall Yonda. Or Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Like, there's multiple examples yeah, of that. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not. I'm not putting Tylen Wallace ahead of Rashad Bateman in my expectations or on the depth chart or any of that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, like that second guy can be a really the second good guy player. can be a really good player. He can be a player. Yeah, yeah. He, I, he I can be a player. And and all in my head, I've I've been like, all right. I think that the top receivers, if you're lining up right now, it's going to be Hollywood, Bateman, and Duvernay. That's what I've been saying. Uh, well, I mean, really, you're talking your your top three, I think, would be Sammy, Hollywood, and Bateman, right? And Bateman played inside in college. I know, but it's they like him outside. Of, they, they made the point that they like him outside. Yeah, I mean, I th- it, he played better outside in college yeah. than he did inside. So I'm just saying those are probably your top three receivers. Uh, pr- yes, if you're just going, if you're ranking them top. But I think that if they want a true slot receiver, they may go with Bateman. I'm sorry, Duvernay with Duvernay in there. The interesting thing about Duvernay inside in, is that like I don't think he's quite as sudden as Tylen is. I guess that might that's, that's my point. kind of the point. Yeah, like he he yeah. he's really fast. I mean, straight line speed and his body type. He's a little muscled up. He's yeah. he's like a little more like a running back, mm-hmm. you know. And like I like him on the sweeps and and get the ball in his hands and and just like every time that guy got the ball in his hands, it felt like he got eight yards out of it. Mm-hmm. Like he's just as fast getting up the field and can get some work through some contact and get pick up some yards. Yeah, but I don't think he's like necessarily you're just like really twitchy kind of uncover underneath kind of slot receiver you know what i mean yeah i i do i i can see that i agree maybe i'm not sold on that assessment okay i like when i do see tyler wallace move he seems to have a little bit more suddenness but i 
I want to see a little bit more before I jump in that camp. I mean, yeah, I'm not yeah, I, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, it's just for for some impressions, you know, when yeah. you see him working out here. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's. The other big thing that the Ravens have done this offseason is address the offensive line. Yeah. And so I think that we were all kind of wondering what the line was going to look like. Now, I think it's important just to throw this out as caveat. It's not the full line yet. Ronnie Stanley's still working his way back from the injury. Uh, Zeitler didn't participate. Uh, and he's going to be the starting right guard. So those are two spots mm-hmm. that you know are going to be, you know who's going to be there. But the other three coming into today, it was kind of like, I don't know. They, really? No, I, to- I disagree. I think that you could say, I mean, we've done it in mailbag, right? We, we, predicted, yeah. we predicted what the starting offensive line would be, right? And our prediction is, as long as he's healthy, which we expect to be, you know, in time, Ronnie Stanley at left tackle. For sure. Ben Cleveland at left guard. Uh, Bradley Bozeman at center. Kevin Zeitler at right guard. And Alejandro Villanueva at right tackle. And everything that I saw today indicated that, yes, I think that's going to be the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, Harbaugh. There's still a lot more time, but. Yeah. I mean, the most definitive thing that we got on that front was Harbaugh said after practice, moving forward, Bradley Bozeman's the starting center. Yeah. Exactly. He's, he's the starting center. And then that kind of allows everything else to fall in place. And that's something that we've been talking about for a while on the podcast is the possibility of moving him from guard to center. And I just. I, I, I've always liked that. I have been in that camp because he did it in college. The Ravens had issues at center last year with snaps and key moments of big games. Now you get a guy who's done it, who's played really well at left guard. So if he can play well at left guard, a position he didn't play in college, I would think he'd be able to play well at center, a position he did play in college. I think college. there's other th- factors, too, that I like about it. I mean, really smart guy, mm-hmm. real, takes coaching extremely well, works really hard. His teammates love him. Like, he just has the other... The center qualities. Uh, the center qualities. Yeah. He really does, you know? And, um, yeah. And I like that... I, I think he's a guy that could be here for a really long time. And, sure. and having that consistency at center, I think, could really help Lamar Jackson in his development, too, and in his career, and just help the offense in general. Um, so he can be an anchor, you mm-hmm. know, on the field and off the field. He can be your anchor. Yeah. And so I really like that. I, I was, I'll admit, I wasn't totally in that game. I was... You know, a while back, I, I recall saying, look, he's a really good left guard. Why, why mm-hmm. change him when he's really good? Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And then Ben Cleveland came into the picture, <laughs> and I was like, no, you know what? Go, move on over. Big boy is coming in. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so, you know, I will say to what my earlier point about the projected starting offensive line, Ben Cleveland doesn't have it wrapped up mm-hmm. by any means, right? Like, that's still, to me, the biggest question mark because the other four – you know, with Harbaugh saying Bozeman's your center, it's really now just down to left guard. Who's mm-hmm. going to be your starting left guard? My, indica- my feeling is that Ben Cleveland's the favorite for the job. But he's going to get some serious competition from Ben Powers, yep. you know, and, and maybe some, some other guys. Ben Bredesen could work into that mix. You know, we saw today at OTAs, without Ronnie Stanley on the field, they were looking, you know, they needed a left tackle. So who is that going to be? And I thought it was interesting that Patrick McCarry took snaps there and Tyree Phillips took snaps there. Those are two guys that played left tackle almost entirely throughout their college career, mm-hmm. right? So they're, it's familiar. McCarry moves. He's got some good feet. He can move out there. He played there at Cal. He was pretty good. I mean, McCarry's the guy that he's like the true guy that can play all five spots along the offensive Seriously, line. Seriously, he really you, can now. Which you really don't see a lot of. I think a couple points that I'll make on the line. Left guard. I, you're right. They're not just going to hand the job to Ben Cleveland and say, oh, you're getting all this buzz. You're a fan favorite already. You're yeah. the starting left guard. He's going to have to earn that. And, and McCusick made this point on the podcast last week. You know, the, I think it was Ken. 
The Ravens made Orlando Brown wait for about half that season well, as a rookie. Well, that's because they had James Hurst, though. Sure. Yeah, it's what? That she made that same dumb joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I totally agree. So, if, like, right. so if he's not ready, like, you can play Powers there. Pow- ben Powers started in the playoffs. Yeah. He started games. You know that Ben Powers can play guard at a, at a you know, whatever level, winning level. Yeah. Right? He won- the Ravens won a lot of games on the stretch with Ben Powers at right guard. Yeah. And so, so that could very well happen. And at right tackle, I agree. The Ravens signed Villanueva. And I would expect him to probably win the starting right tackle job. What? Of course, he's, they paid him like $8 million. Yes, he's going to win the right tackle job. <laughs> I would expect What are that. you talking about? But I think I, I still like my boy Tyree Phillips. I still like I still no. I still like Tyree Phillips. Villanueva at right tackle if he's healthy. I still like I still Dude, like. They paid him like $8 million. I think he's going to. I said I expect him to win the job. <laughs> I said I expect him to win the job. <laughs> But I, I, I still Look, like they're ta- giving him all the reps of the right tackles because well, yeah. that's the transition. He's played left tackle for the past what six or whatever his whole years, career, whatever his whole career yeah. in Pittsburgh. He can play left tackle to sleep. They put him at right tackle because that's the transition. Well, well, the other the other factor is just Ronnie Stanley's health. And, yes. And if Ronnie Stanley's not healthy, what do they do there? Do they slide Villanueva back? Do they? Do that they would put, be my. I, I don't do think put, that McCarry would probably be the starting left tackle week one if if Stanley weren't ready. I would expect that that would probably be Villanueva. Yes. Right. Um, so look, I mean, the, the but but that would if the Ravens are starting a game today, I would expect expect it to be Stanley. And you going with Cleveland week one? Yeah, you're going with Cleveland. I'm going with Cleveland week one. I think that they're going to give mm. him, but it's it's like Orlando. You know, it is similar to that situation. I think they're going to give him enough reps to ha- to win the job. He's going to have the opportunity, right? They're going to try to get him up to speed. I think as fast as possible and get him ready to start immediately. Whether he quite gets there or not, I don't know. Right, we'll, we'll see. I will say this in comparison, comparing it to the Orlando situation, guard is easier th- than tackle. Let's let's just put it out there. Yeah, it right. Is. I think the jump to the NFL is not quite as extreme. You're not going to see the, you know, he he's Ben Cleveland ain't going to sit there and go, be going against TJ Watt, right? Yeah. Like Orlando Brown would have been. That experience I think matters a little bit more on the edge. Uh, physically, you know, Orlando had some growing to do physically. Ben Cleveland physically is just fine. <laughs> he's grown. He's fine. He's full grown. <laughs> um, so like I think he has some factors working in his favor that make it a little bit easier to be an immediate starter yeah i mean was ko an immediate immediate starter you know ko if you remember that season they kind of that was there was going all i mean we're going we're back here to 2012 he was a right tackle right. for much of that year and then went to and then or kicked out there when mckinney came became yep. the starting left tackle yeah he went inside the guard yeah so there's a lot of movement along yeah. the offensive line that season yeah. Anyway, yes, I, I'm going to stick with that pick that Ben Cleveland week one starter, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, defensively, I think it's tough to, to make really big sweeping judgments uh, defensively uh, from My from big takeaway, Patrick Queen looks nice, and that's number six. You like the, you like the six. I like Actually, the 40. I think it's okay. Yeah, I'm not I like the 48 more. <laughs> I like the 48 more. I think <laughs> I'm I was saying our takeaways are about jersey change numbers. I, I like, I think Hollywood Brown looks good in five. I agree. I think that looks. I kind of agree, though. I kind of do like the 48 on Queen better than I did the six. Yeah. And I like. Did you the... say that in final tries today? No. Put I... your money where your mouth is and say, <laughs> nah, you paid I'll money. keep that on the podcast. <laughs> um, and then, and then, uh, one, I, I mentioned this in our OTA takeaways. I, I like what I've seen so far from Adafi Owe. And I just feel like physically those those tools and that athleticism is something that everyone 
was aware of and talked about. Mm -hmm. But there's one thing to look good doing it in a pre-camp or a pre-draft workout, another thing to do it on the field. The next step is to do it in pads. So there's obviously progression. But I just think that the Ravens are going to be counting on him in a big way this year. And I have been impressed with what I've seen up to this point. I think it's hard to make a lot of uh, judgments on the defense when you know your, def- your entire starting defensive line isn't here mm-hmm. for OTAs, Brandon Williams, uh, Calais Campbell, and Derek Wolf. You know, if you're talking about guys who don't need to be here, put those three in the they camp. They would be at the top camp. of the yeah. list, yeah. right? And so they're not here. You know, uh, outside linebacker Pernell McPhee's not here. You know, Tyus looks like Tyus. He looks yeah. good. You know, you you think Jalen Ferguson physically looks a little bit better than he did? You know, I I, I will say it's always everyone's always interested in how do the guys look. And mm-hmm. and it's sometimes tough to tell. Like I know there was buzz on social media on Tuesday about man Lamar Jackson looks jacked. He looks huge. I saw and it I, too, and, and I, I was didn't like, really think he looked any different. I, I think he kind of looks the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, I, I haven't seen. I haven't really noticed any drastic physical changes. I haven't. I wouldn't say it's drastic. I I thought that. I mean, in anybody. I know, mean, I, in anybody in the roster. I haven't either. I I do think that uh, Jalen Ferguson to me looked a little bit more. Uh, built a little bit uh, more developed. Um, well, now what? Up. He's looking a little bit more like me. Turned up. No, bit. I thought you're talking about moving a few belts notches <laughs> over after the quarantine, <laughs> quarantine 15. It's just seen. Now, I, I don't know if that's actually the case, but to my eye, it did seem like that was the case with Ferguson. And it, look, this is a big year for him. Third round pick hasn't really hasn't hasn't put up numbers his first two seasons. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's time for him to. To take that step, the Ravens just drafted a first-round pick. Um, you know, well, and, and a fifth-rounder in Dalen Hayes. Yeah, so the, he's going to be pushed, and the Ravens need someone to step up there. I put him in, in mailbag. I don't think that his roster spot is in jeopardy, really, because the Ravens lost two outside linebackers as well, and Jihad Ward, yeah. defensive end. So I don't. I think Jalen Ferguson has a place on this team, but if you're talking about all right, which which. Which trajectory is your career on here? You know, are you going to get that big second-year contract and really kind of break out and become a guy? Or are you not? Mm-hmm. You know, th- this year is going to say a lot, I think, about Jalen Ferguson because there's examples in both categories here. You know, Tim Williams didn't work out. Tyus Bowser did. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, they were both in, in Jalen's shoes a year ago. Yeah. Two years ago. Yep. Two yeah. years ago. And Tyus put up five sacks, had a career year, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Tim was gone. Yeah. So... Um, I, I think it is a big year for him. He, one thing that I thought just was interesting. All right, two things. One, I thought Brandon Stevens, you know, got some reps at safety. The rookie third round pick who, you know, was drafted as a cornerback. That's what he was at SMU. Uh, but Eric Tacosta talked after the draft immediately that we think he has the attributes to play safety as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so him getting some reps there was, I thought, interesting. You know, it, it shows me that the coaches agree. They want to see it. And, if he can play corner and safety, yeah, that makes him a very valuable player. That adds so much to his value. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really intriguing to me. And I'll tell you what, man, him coming downhill one on one of them, you know, you're not hitting. There's no contact in OTAs, but oh, one, oh, he would. I can't remember who caught the ball. <laughs> he would have killed. It was, a t- it was a tight end. It would have been night. It would have been night, night, <laughs> night. He's out. big. Yeah, he. I mean, he 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 looks like, kind of like a running back. Yeah. He looks like a converted running back and. Mm, a tall one, he com- and he comes and he comes downhill fast. So, I thought that was interesting. The second point, Chuck Clark, 
you know, Chuck, Chuck doesn't say a whole lot, you know, in his media sessions, but I thought just one funny thing was, you know, I asked, I asked him about these young guys coming on the defense and he's like, yeah, you know, we're, some of these guys are going to have to step up. And, and he said that he watched the practice film of rookie minicamp, like Chuck Clark, who's in, what is he in his sixth, sixth six year, yeah. six, something like that is watching practice tape from rookie minicamp just on his own. Yeah. Yeah, that is incredible to me. I know. I, I that was a that was I didn't really pick up on it. I'll give you give you credit. A couple times you show off Big J journalist qualities. And that was one <laughs> of them. You you find a little subtle uh, point that a player makes, and you get a little more info. And that yeah. was a good one because he's like, yeah, I, I wanted to see what these guys are about, so I watched it. Yeah. Like, I, I I'm gonna guess that. A lot of guys did not watch that. A lot yeah, of the veterans no. didn't spend time watching the rookie mini camp. Talk about night, night, sleepy time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I give him, I give him credit for doing I that. Mean, that's why you see he's a leader, and everybody, you know, Wink Martindale yeah. calls him the heart and soul of the defense. Like you see it right there. Right. It's like, I mean, it's honestly a really good lesson for young players. It's like Chuck Clark was a six round pick, and everyone just said that he knew where everyone needed to be at all times on defense, and then. He ends up getting a shot, and he makes the most of it, and now he Gets wears the green dot, all, all that. All that. Right. So it's like, why, why did he do that? Oh, well, because he knew where to be at all times. He knew what everyone was supposed to be doing. So when they needed someone to just go in there and kind of settle things down, yep. when uh, Tony Jefferson got hurt a few years ago, yep. Chuck did it and did it well, and he's made a lot of money as a result. Yep, totally. So anyway, a lot more practices to come, more, many more takeaways. We'll get you more on the defensive guys. Yes. I, wanna, I do want to keep my eye on Patrick Queen. I think his development is, is really important, and some more of those edge guys. I think the, that's important. The, the, last, the last thing I will say, and I, I think it's significant, is like I just think it's really important that the Ravens have – these practices are really big for Patrick Queen, Malik Harrison, second-year guys, Devin DuVernay, James mm-hmm. Perche. They didn't have any J.K. of this last year. How have we not talked about J.K. Dobbins? My man crush. I, I just feel like, every, like it's kind of like – Secrets out. Everyone knows that Everybody this guy's going to be a stud. Um, but uh, but these practices are really important, I think, for these second year guys, third year guys. Even yeah. like like I don't want to take that too far, but like Hollywood Brown has has never had this was his first time at OTAs. Yeah, in his first year, he's on the foot. Right, so he's coming back from that. First so OTAs. last year he didn't have it. This was Hollywood's first OTAs. Uh, he, I will say, I was in wrap up mode there, but we're opening it back up. Let's <laughs> <laughs> keep it rolling. I know. I just want to make a quick Let's point. Keep it rolling. I just want to no, make that no, quick now point. Now we're going into another thirty minutes. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I'll be home thirty minutes later. Um, Hollywood looked good, man. I agree. He, he, like it, you know, he was the physical transformation guy last year. He added twenty three pounds in mm-hmm. two months. That's not. You know, he couldn't put on another twenty three. He'd be looking like a linebacker. He'd look like you. Uh, he'd be looking like me. Um, but you know, he looks like a racehorse out there. He runs like it. You know. Uh, I mean, had some nice deep catches. You see him just accelerate under the ball. Sideline grabs. I, I think the interesting thing with the wide receivers and with him is watching the coaching. T. Martin and Keith Williams are two intriguing guys, and I like the way that they're working with these wide receivers. I mean, Keith, uh, Keith Williams was closer to us today, so we got to hear more of him than T. But you just see, like, the passion and, like, every single rep. Mm-hmm. Every rep, he's got some kind of little thing to impart on these guys to Hollywood. Like, use this hand, you know, to break through contact, to get through contact. Like, coming out of your breaks, you, you need, it needs to look like this. It needs to feel like this. This is why. Yeah. Like, just high energy, really tangible things that, like, I was like, man, I think I could be a better wide receiver <laughs> just listening to this. You know? Like, yeah. like, it was just, 
I thought it was really good, and I asked Hollywood about it after practice, and he, he called those two guys amazing. Mm-hmm. He talked about how excited he is to work with them. So I, I, I genuinely think that's going to make a difference for this year's wide receivers. I agree, and, and they're just like seeing them around the building. They're, they're together at all times, T yeah. and Keith. Like yeah. They are connected at the hip, and it's the same thing when they get out there on the practice field. Like They are constantly coaching, and I think it's a really good dynamic, and I'm excited to see kind of what the results are of yeah. that. It also just enables more guys to get more individual coaching, having two coaches, right? Yeah. It was kind of a, a, a revolutionary, kind of a, just a, a different kind of thing that John did, right? You have a wide receivers coach, and now you have a, a pass game specialist. Yep. Uh, whose really his specialty is just route running with mm-hmm. all positions. It's not just wide receiver, but tight ends, mm-hmm. running backs. You know, he's going to work on all their route running. But obviously, wide receivers is uh, the a big part, part of what they do. The yeah. biggest part of that. Yeah. Right. And so just having two coaches with so many wide receivers on the field enables them to give much more individual coaching to all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like what those guys are doing. And I think that the players seem to really be taking to that coaching yeah. too. Yeah. So, now we can wrap it up. Now we're done. Miles Boykin had a good day. <laughs> I thought Miles we, Boykin had a good day, We can go around through 40 other guys. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, go ahead. Yeah, wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. Um, there will be plenty more. Uh, there's OTAs again. There's 10 OTA practices in total. So, we're going to have – and then it's mandatory minicamp, and everybody's here for mandatory camp. Uh, that's in mid-June. So, there's going to be a lot more for us to kind of break down and discuss and get some more uh, insight from what we've seen during these offseason practices. After I get back from vacation. You gone for a month? I wish. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have more for you. That's it for us. Send us your emails at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.